Can I be perfectly honest with you guys? I think I went too far with this one. I have to go to the bank today. What am I supposed to tell people in line? I had good news and bad news? Come on, Craig. Get your life together. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 16, Virtual Systems Analysis. And uh, let me just check my virtual systems. It is time for Outsourcing Mike's Bids. We have to get into it quickly. Uh, just so you know, Mike, you're now creating 14 different timelines. It's it's getting shorter and shorter, and one of them has to be the sex question. Come on, sex question. This is a weird one for the sex question to show up on, but you never know. So let's do that good, good shuffle, which is getting less good and less good every time, because again, there's only 14 cards. Uh, it's like the uh, I like the the game Dominion. Um, yeah. But, but you have to you have to shuffle your hand at the end of every. Uh, time through and like right out like at the start you only have 10 cards it's not much of a shuffle it's not also i do want to just warn you now it is not the sex question my friend ben okay that's fine uh, it um, is a question that will uh not lead to any good podcasting so here we go excellent <laughs> again pod decks for specifically for, for podcasts. specifically for podcasts can you do any tricks with your tongue uh, this is a family podcast, so no. So no uh, on the Griffin McElroy, uh, uh, Porky Pig situation. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> because it's a because it's a family podcast. Uh, I I will only I will only say that um, I no I don't I I've never. I've never made it to the center of a Tootsie Pop without biting. Certainly not. Um, it's impossible. I don't think it's possible. I can't. Uh, I can't fold my tongue. I can't touch my nose with my tongue. Um, all the cool things I can do with my tongue are not family friendly. Continue. So, so you don't get that like the clover leaf. I can. I can fold it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I can't do that. So that's exciting. That's the only thing I can do with it, though. Um, uh, again, other than you know, non-family friendly situations. Um, this is thank goodness that this is <laughs> this is not an a video podcast because boy, there was there was some visuals that I got to see specifically. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, I can't do the clover leaf. I can't do the the th- the things about touching your your nose or stuff like you know it's just a mostly a normal tongue for me except for i can do the little like uh, uh turn it into a circle cool good good chat pod decks <laughs> <You've- laughs> you know i do sometimes regret buying these but also like that was a question i didn't have to come up with so you know maybe not i maybe i don't regret these at all but i'm eating it out <laughs> of the room I I uh, okay so I there mean is we've, a we've talked question, about so it. There will be we will get the value out of this card soon. We've talked about it before, uh, but the, like half of the questions in here were on some random website of like question, <laughs> and I don't know if Poddex just stole those questions or if someone stole those questions from Poddex or if they're just sort of 
Um, or if they're just general enough that cr- it's like creative and, commons right. uh, at this point, or um, or like fifteen monkeys or chimpanzees with typewriters can come up with the same questions uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do I do have to want because somebody some group of people sat down and were like okay we want I don't know how many I don't know how many there were were originally um but. Uh, I mean, this is this is like episode seventy ish of our podcast. So I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty yeah. big deck. Uh, it says it contains fifty unique conversation starting questions. Okay, so someone sat down and, and was like, "We need we need fifty, we need fifty questions that would be good for podcast interviews." And then someone was like, "How about have you ever licked a battery?" And then someone was like, that's great. While we're on the topic of that, uh, can Speaking you do any tongues. cool tricks with your tongues? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's other- put exactly one <laughs> sex question in there since we're on the topic of tongues. And um, <laughs> just, to, just, just, to get, just to get Ben really excited and also make most people weirded out. And then someone's like, who the hell is Ben? And then that mm. person got fired sure. because they should know who I am at this point. And... Um, Okay, and that's and that's the story of pod decks. Uh, what a story it, that was! So it's a, the, the, I don't I don't I don't I mean hey, you gave him money. I'm sure yeah, a lot of people did. Got, you don't money you don't see the cards, but the, the very the very nature of pod decks means you can't show the cards until you buy them. It's true because if they were like, here's the fifty cards, you could just print out your own cards. Exactly, cut out the middleman. You so. You know they can they can show like d- does it have examples on the back of the box? Not on of the like, back of the box, but I think they did on the website. I I want to know I want to know what their example questions are like. Um, although I, I I I if we if we do we might reveal some that have yet to be asked. Well, they so have added tread new decks, so there is now a how dare you deck, which is good idea, good good strong feeling. Um. And <laughs> they have they have shirts with just says podcaster on it. <laughs> I what, can't what imagine a better way oh to walk through life and have nobody talk to me. <laughs> Just wear a t-shirt that just says podcaster on it. No one will give me the time of day. No one will bug me for anything. They'll just, they'll see that and they're like, oh crap, he's going to tell me about his podcast. And then they'll, they'll move on and I will, I will be happy because I I go through life without getting hassled by the man. That sounds rad, but not for the reason they think it's rad. Sure. Uh, they, they seem to have refreshed their, uh. Their product line. They instead of, they do no, they no longer uh, have the what the heck deck, but they do have a WTF deck. Uh, you know what this means, Mike. I'm not buying it again. I've I've been burnt before. No, that's not what that means. Oh, what that means is God. we've killed pod decks. Yay! We finally did it. <laughs> I mean, we didn't kill it. They, they're just like we gotta we wrap it we, up. In a new we we killed it. We killed it. They were like, "Oh crap! They've exposed us." We gotta we... wrap it in a new new. Uh, <laughs> it looks like the MTV logo too, so it looks cool. 
but you know it's the same questions as what's that what the heck deck anyways good job on killing uh pod decks uh or what the heck decks mm-hmm. we we did it we, it is, we killed it it is wild to me that pod decks is, has a so they have like uh, uh what is it, the supreme logo for podcaster um and then they also have a cropped hooded sweatshirt uh that that's like tie-dyed pink and blue and it says pod queen on it uh i take back my previous <laughs> statement that is the best way to get no one to talk to me ever um i'm just gonna send it to you and there it is <laughs> So if you were uh, thinking let's, of it, let's take a look at this. You can um, get it. Well, you can get it in f- five different colors: tie dye, cotton candy, black blush, bone, and sage. Pod queen. Mm, mm-hmm. And that yep. po- a pod queen is is rendered in lovingly uh, pink uh, highlights. Uh, it's 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 a very it's a choice. Um, I. When you said that they have a shirt that just says podcaster on it, I did not envision it would be this bad looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, per, it is, I perhaps it did is not just give a, you the, the <laughs> it is just a t-shirt with a, a big red rectangle in it, and then in a slightly italicized sans serif white sure. font, it just says podcaster. They are it 100% ripping a, off the Supreme logo, but it is worse than that. It is a graphic design nightmare. Um, I, I hate it. I'm going to close this browser. And never think about it ever again. And never think about it ever again. Until next week when we do Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Let's talk about Season 3, Episode 16, Virtual Systems Analysis. I, you know, I think um, we could get 10 more minutes <laughs> off of Podnex if you'd like. I like how I like how the thing that, that was supposed to bring good conversation to this podcast actually only managed to get us to yell at a company for 10 minutes every week. It is true. We do do that. It's very uh, it's very enjoyable, actually. It's basically living the Twitter experience where people just yell at at brands and brands try to say cool things mm-hmm. like eat these oreos into your mouth and uh, then wendy's is like hey fam you you okay and then um burger king comes in and is like uh hashtag yolo <laughs> and then meanwhile we're all just like living in a late stage capitalism consumerism hellscape but then you're also like but i would like some chicken fries actually i mean look Am I going to turn down chicken fries? No. They're so delicious. If if Burger King came up and was like, what's up? Uh, what's up, Tweet fam? Uh, here's some chicken fries. I'd be like, all right, you got me. Thank you. Thank you, Brand. You, you got me on this one, Burger King. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Community Season 3, Episode 16, Virtual Systems Analysis. It starts out in the study room. They are cramming for a biology test for tomorrow. Yeah, they're screwed, uh, Jeff Jeff says. How are they supposed to memorize all this biology information? Uh, Pierce does have a mnemonic device to remember, you know, kingdom, phylum, etc. 
Kevin, please come over for gay sex. Shirley and Annie are like, hey, why isn't it like Karen or great sex? And Pierce is like, thanks. I can't remember anything now. You know, the thing about a mnemonic device is if it works for you, it works for you. So don't question it. It's, I mean, like, I have some questions, but I won't question. Uh, uh, I won't. I won't s- state the questions. I'll just think them very, very calmly in my head. Like, frankly, uh, it's 2021. I'm tired of uh, uh, excusing my dear Aunt Sally. But uh, you know what? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. There you go. It works. I, order of operations, baby. I remember that. Pem does. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have more to say about that. Uh just that to the to this, you know, to this day, if I th- those Facebook scams come up all the time that are like, what's the answer to this? It's just a, sure. a ruse to get people to interact with a page. First of all, don't interact with those. Second, <laughs> it's mostly just full of people in the comments yelling about order of operations. And if they just remembered to please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, mm-hmm. they would know how to do it. My my favorite one was uh, "Every good boy deserves fudge," which is the 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 notes on the lines of the treble clef. I which is always was fun. taught uh, a couple of those. My favorite one for lines uh, or for uh, yeah lines on the treble clef. Elvis's guitar broke down Friday. I see. Interesting. You know what? See, it's the it's mnemonics. They just kind of if they work for you. I'm just always thinking about fudge. But I, he didn't say fudge. I mean, I did though. <laughs> is the thing now? Uh, I, I I did personally. Britta asks, "How do we keep getting in this position? We spend a lot of time in the study room. You think we wouldn't have to cram this much?" <laughs> I don't know, Britta. I've seen this show. Uh, <laughs> I see very I, little I think school you, now. I think if you rolled back the tape, uh, you'd realize that they kind of stopped doing school in season one. Yeah, they like, kind of, do, you remember, like, do you remember season one where they were like, going they, to class? they would show up and they would actually study and they would be in class. When is the last time they were in class in this show? Was it when they got kicked out by Professor Kane? <laughs> I think it was when they got kicked out. <laughs> Ever since or, no, then, no. the Todd, the Todd problem, isn't it the Todd mm, problem? Because they yeah. were in class to determine the Todd problem. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that was ages ago. <laughs> uh, and since then, we've had multiple timelines. We've had mostly Halloween just stories episodes. We've had a whole civil war of pillows and blankets subway became a human uh-huh well i mean in that pillows and blankets even the dean is like doesn't anybody go to class anymore <laughs> so no clearly not so yeah britta just just play back the tape and you'll you'll get it Spe- it'll it'll all make sense speaking of the dean the duality of man this is one of this is probably my second favorite Dean it's outfit. It's so good. It's such a little good little story that he gets to tell in like three scenes. Uh-huh. Um he walks in, he's he's half half like is his usual Dean outfit, but he's wearing like a dress on the other side and with like a blonde wig and like good makeup. I mean, you know, on that side looking pretty good. I mean, both sides looking good. Jim Rash um, he's got, he's dressed this way because he's got good news and bad news, bad news. And he turns to one side showing just 
the uh, the just dress the lady side. side. Uh, Professor Kane has the flu, and then he turns around to just the the male dean side, and biology is canceled. <laughs> Uh, and then he, he swishes his hair and then he walks out. This implies one of two things. Either he has a half dress, half uh, regular outfit. Mm-hmm. Or he heard that Professor Kane got the flu, pulled out a sewing machine and got to work. And I don't know which one is better. Yeah, um, I don't. I I don't think that they're, they're both very good. Is the thing. I I love I love the dean. He's so good. He's um, he's very good. Uh, Britta's like, yay! We don't have to cram last minute anymore. And Jeff's like, three hour lunch, three hour lunch, three hour lunch. One thing that we skipped over is that when they were like, oh, we just we never study because we just have you know fun time together. Britta is acting really weird about Troy all of a sudden after last episode. Mm. Like she kind of looks over at him and cause he's like, yeah, we are having good times and she gets all weird and bubbly and Annie notices this, ah, yes. which is why the next step is that while everyone kind of breaks off to lunch, Shirley's going to go to the good fast food place across town, not the one close by. I mean, their manager wears a tie. She suggests that, uh, Annie and Britta and Troy and Abed go to Senor Kevin's. Mm-hmm. Abed wants to go home and do some dreamatorium, dreamatorium stuff. Sure. I, I mean, and don't we all? And also, he does not want to go to Senior Kevin's because the manager just does not think that Die Hard is a good movie. Yes, he even says that they're enemies because of this fact, which is very funny. So Annie's like, well, why don't why doesn't Troy and Britta go to Senior Kevin's? And me and I, I want to learn more about the Dreamatorium, so I can just play in there with you, Abed. And Abed's like, no. And Abed <laughs> and Annie keeps pushing, and Abed's like, is this a social cue? I love the fact that Abed doesn't want to go because of the diehard thing, because that's that's a, a thing where it's like you you think Abed's kind of overselling it, right? But then later on, he's literally just like, and another thing that yeah, I just think is ridiculous about Die Hard. Yeah, it's one thing two with- FBI agents named Johnson. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's 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 not the you know like oh it just didn't click with me like th- that. I could p- see Abed being like a little bit over, but like the manager's kind of a dick about it. Can you imagine going to a uh, probably the fanciest Mexican place in the entire town? Uh, Senor Kevin's. Senor Kevin's, yes, of course. I I don't imagine I don't imagine that Greendale really has many better Mexican places. Um, I can't imagine it either. Just imagine going to the nicest Mexican restaurant in town, and the manager comes out and is like, "Man, you know what? I just flipping hate UHF. It's such a bad movie. I can't believe it's so bad." And then just like stands there talking to, and you're just like, "I just I was trying to get a margarita." And then he's he's just like Twinkie Wiener sandwich, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Who thought that movie was a such was a good idea? Um, what I would and you're do just like, in this I situation, Chimmy Chimmy Chonga, please. Right. And he's like, ah, UHF man. This is when I I take my napkin out of my my lap, I fold it up gently, and I put it on the uh, on the table, and I and I uh, calmly punch him in the face, and then walk out. Yelp review by Mike underscore Good Morning Greendale. Food was okay, 
manager hates UHF. Would give zero stars if I could. (laughs) And he wouldn't shut up about it. That's the thing. I don't think anybody goes to a restaurant and wants a monologue from their ma- from their server or their manager about a piece of media that they didn't like. Now, if they're going to stand up, that might happen. That just might happen. You never know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're you're signing up for that. You're not signing up for I want Senior Kevin's manager uh, uh, media critique night. I mean, I could Unless I could go. There is that that night. Then you know what you're signing up for. Oh, it's tonight? I thought it was Tuesdays. I mean, I could go to a restaurant and the manager could be like, oh, man, The Big Lebowski, I love that movie. And then just stand there talking about how great The Big Lebowski is. And I'd be like, yeah, guy, I also like The Big Lebowski. I'm here for a freaking chimichanga. Can you just can you just get that for I'm I'm on a I'm on a date, my guy, like bring Mm -hmm. us some margs and then shut up because like. This is not about you, friend. What is happening? Start a Big Lebowski podcast. I'll subscribe. Just, you know, F off and get me my margarita and chimichanga, please. In this situation, I am looking for a frozen margarita that has some mango flavoring in it. It doesn't need to be natural mango flavoring. Please. And then he's just like... Am I the only one here who gives a shit about the rules? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all seen the Big Who's, Lebowski. Give me. You don't care about the rules. The rules of a restaurant is that I order food and I get food and then I pay. And that, that's the whole point. And he's like, Donnie, you're out of your element. And like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm, go- I'm out. I'm yeah, out. I, if you're not going to mark me, I'm going to, I'm out of here. Would give zero stars if I could. So, um, the, uh, yes, the the Annie manages to uh, to get this all set up. The dean does come back in. He right. forgot his putting on the Ritz cane, and he is like, "I, you know, guys, I think I went too far with this one. I have to go to the bank today. <laughs> what am I going to tell them? I have good news and bad news." <laughs> and then he tells himself, "Craig, get your life together." Literally, this is my favorite part of the entire episode. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> just, just, there, there's, there's a moment in so many Dean, par- there, there's, there's a specific thing in so many Dean moments where he's just, he, he realizes he's, he's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my God. <laughs> what? And I'm just, I, I, I love it. I'm here. I'm here for every one of those Dean moments it's because it is like, good. and it's, it's so good. And, it, and um, it has no business being played so well by Jim Rash. Like he, he knows exactly the level of pathos to give the moment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, dang it. This is I sh- amazing. I shouldn't be right? crying right now, but yet I kind of am. I mean, I'm not the Queen of England, but I will say Jim Rash deserves to be knighted mm-hmm. for this specific moment um, and many other moments. But I'm sure. going to call this one out specifically. Can, can you wait? Can you be knighted if you're not uh, in the Commonwealth? No, you cannot. But he still deserves it. I see. Okay, just wanted to make sure we're making a one-time rash uh, rash change. We're making a rash decision. So exactly. We we cut to the Dreamatorium. Um, Abed is delivering a monologue about how usually he's got his, uh, he's inspector space time. He's usually got his constable Reggie. Uh, but today, uh, he's at lunch. So, um, instead temporary, uh, constable Geneva is here 
played by Annie, who is doing terrible British oh, accents. Man. So Cockney, just and Abed just what get, what governor? <laughs> and Abed gets so frustrated at that Cockney accent, and I don't blame <laughs> blame him to be honest with you. Tut tut, my lord wouldn't give a tuppence for that sticky wicket. Okay, stop simulation. More British? I can't do this anymore. And and he's like, but maybe but maybe we could play something I know a little bit more about, like hospital administration. That's Chekhov's hospital administration, um, because <laughs> boy howdy, we're gonna get a lot of that. We are this episode. If you like hospitals, boy, this is the episode for you. I mean, kind of. If you like hospital administration and playing in the dreamatorium. A manager who hates Die Hard <laughs> and Mango Margaritas. <laughs> uh, boy, I, I'm sorry to literally everyone. Um, <laughs> Abed is kind of upset with Annie because Annie is meddling in group dynamics. Right, he's she's tampering with the fabric of the group. And he's he has run the situation from every conceivable angle because that's what he does here in this dreamatorium. He does also mention that uh, he and Troy play something called dinosaurs versus riverboat gamblers, and I'm interested. That does sound in pretty cool. What that's about. I not to get too far ahead with grades and whatnot. I would rather watch dinosaurs versus riverboat gamblers because that sounds legit. It does. And he tells Abed that he doesn't have a patent on being a control freak, which, uh, cool. Um, going to have some conflict in this episode. Uh, the, it's a very conflict-heavy episode. Yes, Abed, and it's not just about diehard conflict. Uh, I wish it was. Uh, Abed uh, does decide to go simulate Troy and Britta at Senior Kevin's, uh, which, which uh, is basically... Uh, Troy uh, ex- wanting to get back to Abed, Britta being railing against different meals about how she doesn't like to pit different meals together. Like, I don't like lunch because it it, uh, it, it it attacks breakfast or something. I, I was like, I don't understand this logic and I'm not going to uh-huh. I'm not going to interface with it. Uh, and the There's ma- a lot about this episode I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> so let's just get let's just rip that bandaid yeah. off right now. The manager does in this simulation <laughs> says food's going to be another half an hour. Now, here's what I hate about Die Hard. Which is which apparently not wrong, which, which it does, that's my it, favorite part of this episode, that this understanding of the manager hating Die Hard and just speaking it into existence uh-huh. is what really happens. Right. Because, yeah, in this moment, it's Amazing. like, okay, that's not that's There's not how no the manager way. acts. And then later on, that's exactly how the manager acts. Yeah, it's that. Honestly, that's one of the funniest parts of this episode, which says something. Abed shows Annie this sort of engine that runs the dreamatorium in the closet. It is all just like cardboard and pizza boxes yeah. and and toilet paper tubes. And um, yeah, it, it apparently collects all of Abed's thoughts and then filters them through other people's thoughts. And and then it powers the dreamatorium. And and Abed says, you know, Annie's points out this is just toilet paper rolls and tissue boxes and stuff. But Abed's like, you're just less able to see what I see. She does step out for a moment because Troy calls to check in on Abed. I do want to point out Annie has a Blackberry and of course she has a Blackberry. Like, yeah, that does feel correct. It's it, it's absolutely that's a, absolutely like 
black i mean rest in peace blackberry because like you know physical keyboards were pretty great but like also as someone who had a blackberry they were also not cool (laughs) (laughs) so we talked a a lot about um the uh uh, the phone of the the razor coming. The back. razor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they bringing the sidekick back? Um, probably not. Um, I think I think physical buttons are dead. I mean, like, new phones don't even have like physical home buttons. It's all just like gestures and crap. Yeah, it's it is weird. I did Google Sidekick, um, and it seems they they seem to have released a four G version, but I don't know when. Uh, on T-Mobile 2011. So not a new thing. Um, but, you know, maybe someday we'll be like, you know what? You know what sucks? Just just a whole blank slate of nothingness. I got to get some physical buttons. Gen Z is going to reinvent physical buttons. And then they're, they're going to be like, they're, first of all, they, they are going to think they invented it. They're going to be like, this phone has physical buttons for mm. you to type. No more accidentally typing ducking when I meant something else. Right. And then we're going to be like... I mean, I do that accidentally on my keyboard, like my physical keyboard. And then we're going to be just like, that's that's just Blackberries. You invented Blackberries. Good job. And then... But you would be we, like, no, but th- thank you, God. Thank you. I mean, I if I could somehow get a physical keyboard on my iPhone, I would, I would love it. Like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Literally the best touch keyboard is still awful. Um, so I, I miss, I miss physical keyboards is all I'm saying. All right. I'm looking up iPhone physical keyboard. Well, yeah, you can get. I mean, you can hook up a Bluetooth keyboard no, to it. I understand. What you, I, I know. I'm I'm looking for something that literally plugs in, and is actually kind of useful. Rather, than, you're only going to find Bluetooth keyboards. I, I don't know. I, I seem to have found you. a Bluetooth keyboard case. So it's a a case that wraps around it, but there's no images of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think this is a nothing what I just done. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um so Troy calls Annie to check in on Abed and she's like, "No, he's fine. People bend over backwards to to cater to Abed." Um you know, he's he's totally fine. And then that's when uh the manager comes up and is like, two FBI agents named Johnson." So sweet how much you care about him. And another thing I hate about Die Hard. Two FBI agents named Johnson. It's such. Which, it's uh, so wild to to just start the conversation there. Does he does he do this to everyone, or did he did he just overhear Troy and Abed talking about how great Die Hard is one time, and now it's like his personal vendetta to be like Troy and Abed are wrong. So the 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 second one is more realistic, but the first one is funnier, where he just kind of like absolutely wa- walks up to somebody's like John McClane, more like John Mc out of here <laughs> well hi welcome to senior kevin's uh by the way die hard is a terrible movie it doesn't make any sense it's like why did you put that on the sign man what's going on here is it how how have i stumbled onto the only 
anti-diehard Mexican restaurant that I've ever heard of before in my life. Maybe the restaurant is in like the Nakatomi Mall or something. And sure, so yeah, like okay. everyone's everyone's always talking about Die Hard. <laughs> and he's just Greendale's like, oh, I, I hate it. Nakatomi Mall. Yeah, the Greendale's famous Nakatomi Mall. Um <laughs> You know what? Why didn't they do this? That would have been that would have been really funny. That would have been really funny. Oh. Anyways, Annie decides. Wait, it's funny how, how often we're like, you know what? Screw this episode. We're just going to talk about this one side character hating Die Hard. <laughs> See, we're, that makes us the anti-manager at Senior Kevin's because now, forevermore, we are going to exclusively talk about how dumb it is to think Die Hard is dumb. So we're just perpetuating that cycle for all time. Um, I, don't, I don't even... Look, if you don't... If, if somebody out there doesn't like Die Hard, that's their business. Go, go, go walk... Go have fun. But it's about... I'm having a food journey with my Mexican margaritas and my chimichangas and my tortillas... And, you know, my carne asada or whatever. And I'm sitting there and then somebody's like, Reginald Val Johnson sucks. It's like, no, how? I'm drinking a margarita. I don't want to be unhappy right now. It's not a diehard thing at all. I shot a kid. I I want you to take the remaining 14 pod decks cards and cro- <laughs> take a Sharpie and cross out the questions, except for the sex question, because I demand that. <laughs> The 13 non-sex question cards and then make them about is if Die Hard's a good movie. Be like, one, did John McClane act in in uh, a good manner to help save people? Yes or no? Question two, uh, is Die Hard a good movie? Question three, is it annoying that the two FBI agents are both named Agent Johnson? Question four. And just like keep going on and on, and yeah, I bet I bet you can come up with fourteen, uh, th- uh thirteen questions right. about Die Hard. Because again, the sex question is unchanged. I'm just gonna Google thirteen questions about Die Hard <laughs> to see if. Uh, now, are the opinions, or is it like a quiz? Because I <laughs> ooh, here's a Die Hard quiz. Um, one, what does jo- what does what does John McClane do for a living? Is it, wasn't he a, a cop, but then he was uh, kicked yes. off the force? Cor- cor- he, well, he's still on the force. Okay, he's still uh, on the force. He's, just, he's a New York cop, uh, but he's in LA. Oh, that's right. So it's not his jurisdiction. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> Question... <laughs> Question two. So it's multiple choice. <laughs> what is John McClane's catchphrase? Ding dong do... <laughs> Abracadabra, yippee kaye, or Ali Ali Ali. Look, I know what the real answer is, but I wish the other ones existed because that would be very funny. Like a screen test for okay, we don't know what his catchphrase should be. Mm-hmm. Let's try these. Ali Ali Ali. It's yippee kaye. Ali Ali Ali. Ali Ali Ali. In Die Hard, so because it's it goes through all four movies. But question 11, in Die Hard, how does John McClane get the attention of Sergeant Al Powell, drops a body on his car, kisses him, waves and shouts, woo-hoo, or shoots him in the knee? (laughs) (laughs) Making a Skyrim reference, I see. 
I'm pretty sure it's the body on the car. Absolutely. Moving on. Uh, I mean, I've seen Die Hard pretty recently. Like, I think we watched it last Christmas because, you know, we were like, well, we need a Christmas movie. Well, it's Die Hard time. Mm -hmm. Annie is tired of of shenanigans. And so she goes back into the dreamatorium. She She would not like this podcast. Oh, she would hate this podcast. Uh, She takes (laughs) the uh, tissue box labeled Other People and she moves it to the very top of the engine so that everything starts with other people and gets filtered through the rest of the engine. And then Abed loses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he falls to the ground and starts whimpering. And, and uh, she's even like, hey, you remember when, we told, uh, when you asked us to tell you when you're being cute weird and scary weird? This is scary weird. Right. Uh, it's like he had a factory reset because he gets up and is like, why was I on the floor? Were we doing it? Because he's Jeff now. Yeah, most of the rest of this episode is just uh, going through different dreamatorium scenarios in Greendale Hospital School. Yeah. Uh, Annie's, Annie kind of takes this initially as him being super flippant and leaves and makes a big deal about walking away. He's like, fine. And then gets back in as like, and continues the scene with Dr. Jeff, the surgeon. Yeah, he's never heard of Abed. Um, and that's sort of the, the, the through line through the rest of the episode. No one in these scenarios has heard of Abed, despite the fact that it's Abed playing the other characters in these scenarios. Correct. It gets very confusing, very fast. And very um, impossible to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool thing that we decided to do a podcast about a TV show that just becomes occasionally absolutely impossible to follow when two nerds are trying to right. recount what's going on it's hard enough to follow it watching it it's like well here we go <laughs> we're gonna talk about it they do go to the bio lab where dr troy and dr britta are fooling around with each other which to abed is apparently just rubbing each other's faces with the back of their hands mm-hmm. just, just rubbing uh no one seems to know abed but annie manifests a syringe of sodium pentothal commonly known as truth serum and injects it into troy i do want to point out i looked this up it's actually true like people have used this as a truth serum mm-hmm. yep i did yeah, not know you that. didn't you didn't know that no i am i am i am notable dingus you must not be into like spy crap and absolutely and not okay um, um i also do did want to point out she just kind of puts it down instead of like using a sharps container for the the sharp implement of the syringe so it's like all right not a great administrator so far <laughs> I mean, she's an administrator. She is not a doctor. I mean, I think you would still probably take some training on on that. Yeah. Just for for safety. But, you know, it's not her day job. Sure. He does. He does come clean about uh, how there's a file on Abed and also a lot of things about including that he loves butt stuff and hates spiders. And he cried during About a Boy, the soundtrack, and he doesn't understand Mm -hmm. Inception. It's a very good, uh, as, as we know, I love Troy Breakdowns. Uh, this is mm-hmm. a very good one. I saw Abed's name in the hospital school files. I love butt stuff. I hate spiders. I stole a pen from the bank. I cried during About a Boy. The soundtrack. I don't wash my hands before a surgery. I can see why women find Clive Owen attracted to the point where I might just as well be attracted to him. I use comparisons to Hitler to win arguments on the internet at the drop of a hat. I know nothing about wine. I'm more turned on by women in pajamas than lingerie. I just want to know they feel comfortable. I I didn't get Inception. 
didn't get Inception. Oh. Did you understand Inception? I mean, mostly, yeah. Like you're going to layers in somebody's dreams and then you don't know if you're in the dream or not at the end. Ooh, you spin the top, but does it waggle or wiggle? Who knows? Oh, and, and then and then smash cut to black. Okay, you just read the Wikipedia article on on the plot of Inception. I that was word for word. <laughs> if it was, then who who stole my words? Because I I've never seen a Wikipedia article go boom smash to black. Man, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's it. You know, th- there is like uh, alternate English versions of of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think they're simplified. There should uh-huh. just be Mike version of Wikipedia where I'm just like narrating it to somebody and they write it down it's like well okay Uh this is how we're gonna describe i don't know the sting from the police now mike explains dot wikipedia dot org no mike explains dot en dot wikipedia dot org because it's going to be translated Um, into all different languages mm -hmm. what i say um and then so you can go find inception and then it's it's literally word for word what was just said What's um, funny is I bet you could do that from the stuff I've talked about on this podcast. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's just like, anything anything we've ever brought up. You remember when we talked about A1 steak sauce on the last <laughs> podcast and we found out that raisins were an ingredient? Yeah, that was a fun time. You you could you could just you could make an A1 steak sauce uh page on mikeexplains.en.wikipedia.org slash A1 steak sauce. I Look, I know no one's There's actually no reason make not this. to do this. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> one of which is because we all have uh, limited time on this earth. And I want to do something other than just transcribe myself being ridiculous into a, we- a different form. Uh, Troy does note that uh, he's also more turned on by women in pajamas than in lingerie. Because he just wants to know that they feel comfortable. And like, I can appreciate that about Troy. Yeah. That's, that's, some, that's some good stuff. I agree. Now we render environment medical study room, which is very uh, funny because it's just a study room, but like medical. It's a me- it's a medical study room. Uh, Emmy contender Pierce Hawthorne is there. Um, <laughs> they they do make sure to point out he's an Emmy Emmy mm. contender. Very important. Shirley does explain that uh, Abed has been filtered out because nobody needs him. Right, and then Annie tells uh, Jeff to get files out of the cabinets. Uh, he, he is the only one that can see them. And also maybe they'll have sex. Jeff, get the files. Why me? Because you can see the cabinets. And I'll make love to you. Jackpot. <laughs> it's, it's totally not a Jeff move, but it's very funny. We find out that Abed is not a doctor here at medical Greendale school, Greendale medical school, whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Uh, he is actually a patient uh, Shirley yells so. for security and Annie runs to Jeff and says, take me where I want to go, which is vaguer than she probably wanted to say, because what they do go to, instead of going to Abed, they go to outside of the school after the transfer dance, the night Jeff and Annie kissed. Yeah, it this this episode continues to get weird um, because <laughs> uh, although like. They the they do a fantastic job of absolutely recreating the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the scene looks exactly the same. The characters are dressed exactly the same. It's like it's a perfect representation. Mm-hmm. Um 
Uh, and he does and, point out that Abed wasn't there. So whose memory <laughs> uh-huh. is this? And and it, maybe it's that the dreamatorium really works, or maybe Leonard was watching it, washing from the bushes, and told Abed about it. Because uh, Leonard doesn't have cable. Uh, I mean, which you gotta is, watch what you gotta watch. I guess I have to imagine that like somewhere Leonard uh, runs a blog of things going on at Greendale because he just goes around watching people. It's a total Leonard move, if I'm going to be honest. That is a total Leonard move. Like weird, like creep shots a little bit too. Like he's uh-huh. just like yep. angled a little off because he's just trying to get the picture quickly. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Total. Total, total Leonard. Leonard move. Mm-hmm. I, I, total Leonard.blogspot.com. I can't wait to see how he describes skinny dipping in the pool. You assume he's going to describe it rather than just photo essay. Oh <sighs> boy, you've you've given me a um an image to think about and i'm gonna think about it and it's gone forever busted abed as jeff is is like talking all about how like but this is this is what annie wanted like this is why she got troy and britta together because if they're together then she could be with jeff and it's a whole thing she admits that like well she didn't push troy and abed together Uh, so that this would happen she just thought they were cute together and then also this would have been a bonus right i do i do uh they they have a moment or a little bit earlier where jeff actually reads abed's file and it's Mm -hmm. yeah i skipped over that control freak no empathy and then he shows her that it is signed by her which i think is a very funny interest an interesting not funny but like interesting that you know he's basically using her words against him uh, right and he he literally quotes back um that everyone bends over backwards to cater to Abed. Right. And and the fact, like, it's signed, and it's just, th- that one is, like, the moment that's, like, okay, this is what this episode's about. Like, th- right. Like, it takes it takes a, a lot of stuff, and it's, like, covered by, like, layers and layers of, like, frosting on top, but they, we found the cake. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then the Annie explains all the, you know, she, she just thought Troy and Britta would be cute together, which she's not wrong. Maybe you know a little little weird with the age difference, but you know. Yeah, uh, Annie storms off uh, instead of running in place, which you should do when you're stuck in the dreamatorium. Uh, she runs directly into a wall. Hmm. Um. Yeah. This episode is interesting in how they present it, just because it's a lot of weird visual effects of like Abed jumping into different people. Uh, which actually I really like the effect of because um, it, all the sentences kind of start before Abed's fully in the next person. And so you hear Abed's voice and then it blends into the person's voice. It's a really good effect. It's really well done. I agree. But then, yeah, you get stuff like this where it's like, it's it's a sudden reminder of like, oh yeah, no, they're just in a green room with yellow tape and... uh annie runs into the wall and like you know it's weird that annie buys into it enough to like run into the wall i think you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit sure um for that but like it's it's really interesting how this is all all filmed and produced and um yeah it's it's very good annie tells abed that she wants to be alone and he decides to execute a simulation of annie slash annie and because Abed turns into Annie now. And boy, this if it was hard enough to describe before. 
Right. Because now Abed is Annie and Annie is Annie. And so Abed as Annie says, uh, we love Jeff. And then Annie says, no, we don't. We're just in love with the idea of being loved. And there's this whole like kind of a little bit of a dialogue. And then Annie realizes that if Abed can be Annie, Annie can be Abed. So she changes into Abed by being like Star Wars, Cougar Town, cool, 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 meta, meta. I, th- I think she even says, I'm on a TV show. <laughs> Running scenarios? Careful now. You're starting to sound like Abed. So I probably shouldn't say things like Star Wars, Zardoz, Cougar Town. Cool, cool, cool. Stop it. Pop culture, pop culture. I'm on a TV show. You're going to get in trouble. Meta, meta. Very good. I, I also think she references Zardoz, which I thought was my favorite one. Um, but yeah, so she she turns into Abed, and then Chang comes in, arrests the oh boy, <laughs> Abed. Uh huh. Yep. Work, work through it. Uh-huh. Throws him into a locker that has danger Abed signs all over it, and then now Annie Abed and actual Abed are trapped in a locker liminal space thing. Abed Abed is chained up uh, on right. the wall in like some handcuffs. And yeah, he he says that, uh, he explains that we're in a locker. It's where I spent a lot of time in junior high. And uh, he also says it's a place where we got, uh, that it's a, it's a metaphorical locker, but it's a place where we get put when people are finally fed up with us. Mm-hmm. He's run his scenarios. He doesn't get married. He doesn't invent a great website that helps people have sex, other things. Um, he does note that, uh, Troy does invent dance pants in 2019, but don't tell him he has to stumble it onto him, uh, uh, on it by himself, which, uh, means we are now living in an, in a time in which Troy has invented dance pants. Uh, I do imagine it has been canceled the last few years, unfortunately, uh, due mm-hmm. to other situations, but mm-hmm. when, when we're back open, Oh, I can't wait to go to dance pants. It's going to be great. But, you know, it's uh, a, a good call on uh, doing 2019 instead of 2020. The number of shows that were like, hey, uh, future times, 2020, it's a nice round number. Yeah, yeah. nothing um, weird could happen in that year. Nothing, nothing weird will happen in that year. Uh, like famously Glee, uh, which I, I didn't watch past the first season. But, right, uh, I believe I heard we discussed it, that at length during heard our it Glee through the grapevine that... Uh, in in like the finale or whatever like in the year 2020 she wins a tony and then they were like yeah so the tony's got canceled in 2020 (laughs) um you you literally picked the worst year for this um yeah could have made it 2019 and uh it would have been just fine yeah no one had to go with that round number had to go with it yeah swing and a me swing and a miss glee swing and a miss Something that actually kind of works out with this is that Annie tells him that scenarios in here and on television mostly are like great science fiction. They're detailed and insightful, but not accurate. Science fiction never has been. Look at 2001. Did we have a space odyssey? We did not. We overvalidated Carson Daly. Uh huh. That there's a there there was a tweet that was going around that was like, sci uh, science fiction author, uh. I I wrote uh, uh yes <laughs> I I wrote uh uh 
torture nexus as an as an allegory for uh why you shouldn't uh shouldn't do that and then it's like tech companies finally at last we've invented the torture nexus from the famous (laughs) sci-fi book don't create the torture nexus it's such a good tweet it sucks but it's such a good tweet like it it the tweet doesn't suck it's the i know that that would happen it's it's the fact that it is too true yeah. is what sucks about yeah. it. Um, but it is, it's so good at knowing what's so true. Um, uh-huh. So basically, you know, he, she tells him that all of his simulations are nothing more than anxieties. And, you know, we can't make life go, go along some kind of script. We both need to be get more comfortable winging it. And Abed's like, this is a bit more anticlimactic than I would have simulated it. And so Annie is like, anticlimactic oh okay wait uh then they act out this whole scene where like they're on the uh she she asks the computer to render environment observe a deck hms space time 12 and then they're under attack by blorgons and and they get boarded and she starts beating one up and it turns out to be abed and he's like she's like oh i'm so sorry and he's like no nope you you you're committing this is good stuff um <laughs> Um, and then Which, he Ab- Abed's Abed's got some dedication. If that did. happened to me, I'd be like, nope, nope. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, you this know how we sucks. try to commit to bit. Abed uh-huh. is committing to the bit harder than either of us ever could. I'm totally fine committing to the bit when it's me talking into a microphone at you. Mm. Uh, it involves no physical harm. At most, I say something absolutely gross that makes you go, wait, what? I hate this. And I laugh about yeah, there's it. There's no physical f- harm, just psychological harm. It's Tons different. of psychic damage just being sent over over the internet to, to you, my friend Mike. And also um, later to people all over the world. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to this this show. We love by you the very way. much. Um yes, Abed then voices over the same intro, but it's now it's all about Abed and about how he's different. You know, he 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 knows things that other don't, people don't know, but now he's gained empathy. We go back to after lunch um, and everyone's had a, a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. Troy and Britta had a, a pretty good lunch. Um, Troy even spoke Shir- to the manager about Die Hard and how the manager should be ashamed of himself. Mm-hmm. Shirley ended up think, uh, deciding not to go to the other fast food place and went to the mall and got some pizza, mm-hmm. which was pretty it's, cool. It's the same fast food place. It's, it's just the a same different fast location. food place. I will say, and I talked about this on my other podcast. Um, I do. <laughs> Wait, I am which other almost, podcast? Uh, ring my bell. Uh, and what is that at, about again? Uh, Taco Bell and masturbation. It's Excellent. at ring my bell. Sex and lasers.com tweet at ring my bell pod. <laughs> I did talk about how uh, I am now about equidistant between two Taco Bells, and I definitely, there's one that's a little bit farther, but it screws up my order less, and so uh, even though I I have to go a little bit farther, it's worth it because they don't screw up my order. Right. So, you know, sometimes it makes a difference. Um, Mm. Somehow I don't feel like, you know, Shirley feels like a person that's going to get kind of by the book order, you know, Mm -hmm. the number two or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Pierce almost sat on his balls, but at the last minute or the last second, he made an adjustment. And the funny thing about that is everyone everyone. claps. Everyone's like, (laughs) oh, you did it. Oh, thank God. Yes. And it's like, what in the world? (laughs) You know... (laughs) 
it's it's the, you know how it's a freaking bare minimum not to sit on your balls man you know how facebook uh has like the things where you can do you can have like uh major major <laughs> life changes and accomplishments i do kind of want to uh mark make safe, one mark safe from sitting on own balls uh i do kind of want to make one that's like almost sat on uh almost sat on his balls but uh but adjusted at the last second and then uh see how many people like that <laughs> my favorite the people that I, like, very good the the thing i'm looking for are the people that give the care emoji that's the people i want to know about uh-huh because uh-huh. I know that I'm going to be that person. Because it's like, oh, buddy, I'm I've been there. Uh, I'm not. I I'm I'm way more likely to do random shenanigans on Twitter than I am Facebook. Right. Well, Facebook is a different feeling to it. Twitter is very ephemeral. Uh huh. Um. I so I'm I'm not I'm not promising to do it, but I'm also not promising that I won't do it. Uh. So it's up in the air. Who is to know? Keep keep an eye out for uh, <laughs> a life update about almost sitting on my balls and <laughs> adjusting at the God, at the I, last second. If it, if it happens, I will be sending that care emoji. <laughs> I just want to let you know that now. Um, also, even the dean had a good a yeah. good time. He went to the bank. People at the bank loved the dean's outfit. Uh, he went to lunch with some new friends and had the deepest conversation of his life. So, like. Everyone had a good time. A very good day. Um, Jeff says, maybe the sun is starting to rise on Greendale. And that's when Pierce is like, well, no, actually, I lied. I did sit on my balls. It hurt like hell. And everybody's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, like, everybody's <laughs> offering their support. And it's like, did I miss something? <laughs> like, I get, I get that they're very sensitive and sitting on them would not be great. I have had physical harm done to them before but Mm -hmm. i don't like every there were people when i when i've been harmed by that before that have laughed at me and that includes my wife um my wife has once accidentally swung her hand directly there and just laughed at me while i'm like on the ground so that's that's who my wife is excellent mostly uh mostly my cat steps on mine so mm, there you go excellent um well, i do here here is your ball torture update from ben and mike <laughs> how uh, much I of should that make is the, gonna stay in i should make the subtitle of this episode your ball torture update from ben and mike um <laughs> uh but it's it's just like they have they have one good lunch and all of a sudden because i i feel like Pierce has to talk about his balls a lot, right? It I mean, must it's be Pierce. a recurring thing. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like most of the time they'd be like, Pierce, shut up. We're, we don't we don't care about your balls. You have one good lunch where you go on sort of a pseudo date or you find the power of empathy or you go to the mall and have pizza. Mm. And all of a sudden you're just like, I'm very invested in the story of this old man's balls. Right. Or maybe or whether whatever. or not he sat on them. Yes. Or whatever Jeff did. Uh huh. We literally have no idea. He just, hey, but you know, you know what I will say, I keep calling, I keep uh, a couple of episodes in a row. I've, I've been like, Hey, we never get an episode where Jeff just disappears. He disappears in this one. That's true. They actually do it. 
It's funny though, it doesn't feel like he disappears because Abed is playing Jeff most of the time. Oh, you're right. You're right. He okay. <laughs> you're right. Jeff, the real Jeff the disappears real Jeff for does an episode. Disappear, but Joel, Joel McHale, McHale does not. makes a lot of appearances. Okay. You know, you're right. And Joel McHale has to have a, a wider base than just, you know, Jeff. He has to play Abed playing Jeff. Okay. Okay. So so te- technically, yes. Jeff disappears for the entirety of the episode. But also he does not. Um that, that's the problem with this episode because it's so wild like this that. freaking episode, man. It well, is complicated as hell. We are done with the episode proper and we were into the tag, which is Troy and Abed in the morning in the apartment, where they're joined by Annie, who can give them ideas on how to spruce up your living spaces. Annie even has a surprise for them. While they were out playing blazer tag, laser tag with sport coats, she did Which sounds rad as hell, by the way. It does. I would do it. Uh, She did an extreme bedroom makeover of their pillow fort. Abed immediately starts freaking out. Uh, And then Troy pulls out a piece of paper that says technical difficulties, and he starts humming daybreak uh, because you got to keep getting daybreak in here. Got it. And that's it. That's it. That is the end of the episode. Uh, and that means that it is time for Great. This is such a bizarre episode to kind of grade because it is so much of it is in Abed's head. Um, and you know Abed has a pretty good view uh, and understanding of how other characters work and the dichotomy, but he kind of misses some. So like you know kind of pointing at Britta and uh, uh, Troy in the bio lab when they're just kind of rubbing each other's faces weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like he That's misses- exactly what making out is like, by the way. Oh, exactly. I, I should know. I've made out before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he misses some of the, like those kind of, I don't want to call them more human details, but like more biological details, I guess is, is a decent way to say it. I, I don't know. Um, but I do think it's, it's really well, it's it's playing with everyone's like characterization a little bit um and it and it tells you a little bit about Abed and Annie's uh relationship which is not very well formed and not really is a little strained i think um mm-hmm. and i but i think that's mostly because and Annie kind of points it out it's like we're both kind of the same person because we want to control we want we want to set things down the path that we want them to go on and I think that's a really interesting uh, like look into those two characters, especially like, you know, dealing with the anxiety of, you know, well, I want this, but it's not happening. But what do I do about that? And I don't want things to change because it's comfortable. And, you know, I, I can definitely uh, inter- intersect with that feeling. Um, so I, th- I think it's good. I, I like a lot of the storytelling touches of it of like, you know, or I guess the the uh the special effects of like having uh abed basically be everyone in the dreamatorium right right um some of the the like slamming into the wall or having you know running in place so that everything can move around it's it's all very well considered but i just don't like it it doesn't feel as good to me as some of the episodes we've seen recently um uh it does have a lot of a character development which i do like um but I, I don't know. I, I, I the, the the funny thing about it to me is that the thing that I always remember about this episode is is duality of man. 
because it, it's perfect it's perfect and then as soon as the diehard manager came up i was like oh yeah the diehard manager and <laughs> that became half of the podcast today uh-huh. so i i think it gets overshadowed like the main story it gets overshadowed by like two literally throwaway jokes so i don't think it's it's not as strong as some of the episodes we've had recently i, I guess i guess i'll give it a b minus that feels kind of right to me um it's not a bad episode of television. I, you know, I think it's funny. It just doesn't, it, it, it I, I think there's something uh, with the Annie Abed, especially because Abed isn't the, the point of the episode is Abed isn't there. And I think Abed would have like, I like Abed being there, I think is what I'm really feeling. Like, I wish that she's having this realization against Abed rather than Abed playing Jeff, if that makes sense. Sure. So I think that's sure. where I'm at. This episode actually is is it sort of it is a major point in the in my least favorite plot line of season three. Um, okay. It it mostly comes down to the fact that and, and we'll we'll get more into it in some future episodes. This is not this is not the the start of it. Um, technically remedial chaos theory, um, is the, the very start. Um, but, uh, it, it, this is the, this is the first big pillar of this plot line with Abed in this season. And I always feel kind of negative about it because when you are depicting someone in media with a mental illness you need to you need to tread carefully sure if no one in the writer's room has that mental illness uh you you really need to tread carefully um abed is a character who is uh obviously on the spectrum i feel like there are some moments in this season that really do abed dirty and and do people on the autism spectrum dirty. Uh, and I, I say that as someone who, who, uh, as far as I'm aware is not on, on the autism spectrum, but I've never felt good about it. And this is that first big pillar where it's like, they, they kind of decided to take Abed's, uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's shown, uh, those characteristics literally sense the first time you ever see him on screen sure. when he says, uh, you know, uh, J- Jeff is is like, uh, it was is nice to know you and then meet you in that order. Right. I don't know. It makes me it makes me feel uncomfortable. The the uh, visual effects in this episode are great. Um, you know, it's nice to see uh, again, you know, finally starting to get some more character development. Um the uh the Troy Britta relationship is starting to bloom. You you get some more understanding between Annie and Abed. Um, you know, so that's that's nice. But yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't like it. Um and it's it's you know, it's gonna come back in um a couple of other episodes in this season. Sure. Uh and I will I'll touch more. I that's all I'll say for now. I'll touch more on it when we actually get there. I just I I just don't feel uh particularly comfortable with with uh how they depict uh Abed's uh autism spectrum disorder in 
this season and uh yeah so i'm sure it's it's a it's a fine episode it's got some laughs uh i'm gonna give it a c minus it just doesn't do it for me um i i always come away from this episode like literally when we were talking about doing this podcast like I, i was looking forward to it but i was i was dreading this episode and a couple other episodes in this season uh that i just i was like oh i mean it'll be worth it but man we got to talk about those and i kind of don't want to so makes sense so that's where i'm at uh it's a it's a c minus which i think is probably the lowest i've given any episode so far but Hooray! Uh, it is what it is but we want to know what you think about this episode about whether or not die hard is a good movie mm-hmm. about whether or not it's okay to have two agents named johnson in the fbi in the movie die hard mm-hmm. uh whether or not the movie die hard makes sense whether or not the die hard mo- the movie die hard uh is a christmas movie because it's christmas time Woo! probably other things that don't involve die hard we talked about other things what, what do you think about the duality of man uh oh i didn't mention that in my grades uh he's perfect <laughs> <laughs> jim jim rash is national treasure. I'm, I'm literally that moment when he's like I have to go to the bank today. Yeah. Like literally my favorite moment in the entire it's, episode. It's, it's so incredible good. how much pathos he gives to that. It's, it's a, uh, we want to know all these things and more. You can find us on Twitter to tweet those, those feelings at us. That is at good Greendale. You can find us on the internet at, I almost said interwebs and then stuttered. I mean, it could be either one. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com. There's a link to send us a little message. And uh, if you do that, we might read it on the air. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, yes, uh, we had a pre-show banter where we we were very goofy. Um, we, uh, we, we're doing it a little bit on the weekend this time. Do some... Uh, some weird shenanigans happening in the in, in the world uh so uh we we we're a little goofier this time uh and uh so if you're a patron you can listen to that and us losing our minds a little bit um or uh if you're not that's also fine we 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 love you very much you come to the end of these uh that are often challenging uh like i said a lot of psychological harm we're dealing directly to you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so we really appreciate that you uh you you interact with us that you say hi you share our stuff with other people we uh we we love you thank you for for being great fans and and hopefully as we come into the winter season that you have a good holiday season and you have some good restful time and and we love you very much uh, I'm also a little bit behind on Patreon bonus content. So if you're a patron, uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us. Um, Apologies for calling that out accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Uh-huh. Uh, technically, you don't ever listen to our pre-show banter because not. you are not a patron. <laughs> it feels weird to patronize. Like, it feels uh-huh. literally patronizing. I can I can start sending those to you and then you can listen it's to them good. and it'll be fine. Uh <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for us uh, for this week. Um, I think next week we're going to do a uh, Good Morning Greendale Nights for the uh, the new year. Yeah. Um, take a little, little bit of a break. And I don't know what we're going to talk about, but you can you can tune in next week when we're talking about whatever random crap we come up with. And also you can send us some emails and stuff. Maybe we'll take some time and, and talk about those. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you if you want to send us any messages, uh, now would be a great time to do so. Um, actually, that's a lie because we will be recording this. We'll be recording that the day this episode comes out. Um, that's fair. Never mind. If, this if whole you, thing if will you listen, cut. if you listen to this in the morning of December twenty first, and manage to email us before six p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, on December twenty first, Pacific time. Uh, Pacific time. We might read it, and if you are listening to this after the fact, it's Sorry. too late because we are bad at planning. We very much are. And until then, I've been Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck.